0: This is the Burnout Buster podcast to help you shed the stress. I'm Pam Burrows Pupil Booster, here to cheer you up, calm you down and stop you going pop. Hello, my lovely, how are you doing and how are you looking after yourself? Today, I want to talk about something which um, I don't think this is overstating. It has become the latest pandemic and that is Overworking. And I'm seeing this time and time again in the organisations that I go into to do wellbeing workshops. I hear about people skipping lunch. They think, oh, I put the washing in the machine this morning, so I'll have to work till nine tonight and just all this kind of craziness. Now, I've got some mathematics for you, which I found absolutely shocking. Uh, when you actually start to add up the little bits of extra that you do. But also we need to talk about how it affects you as a person. So tune in. Let's start with some letting go. So we're going to start with a combination. We're going to do two things at once here. So hopefully you're not driving or operating machinery. In which case, just do some long, deep breathing and concentrate on what you're doing. That will still help you to do some conscious breathing. If you are able to, then I'd like you to to join in fully. We're going to do one of my favorite things, which is really, really basic. And it's about hitting the key things that we do when we are tense and building up stress and tension. And hitting it all in one go with a nice, smooth technique. So what do we do when we get tense, when we're concentrating, when we're building up stress? We, we get tension in the shoulders. So the shoulders are kind of up near the ears somewhere, <laughs> trying to wear them as earrings. We tend to frown or we're kind of squinting while we're concentrating. We breathe quite short and shallow and we clench our teeth and jaw and stick the tongue to the roof of the mouth. So we're going to deal with all of those things at the same time. The other thing that we do in those situations is we breathe quite short and shallow. So we're going to start with the breath. So we're going to breathe in a nice long breath in through your nose if that's comfortable or if your nose is a bit stuffy, use the mouth. But breathing in through the nose and raising your shoulders up and your eyebrows. Ooh, And then roll your shoulders back and down as you breathe out a nice long out breath. Relax your tongue into the bottom palate. Relax the jaw as you breathe out. And then relax your eyebrows too. (laughs) So we're going to do that a few more times. You breathe in, you raise your shoulders, raise your eyebrows. And then as you breathe out, roll your shoulders back and down. Release the jaw, release the tongue, release the breath. Okay, so let's do that again. Up with the shoulders, up with the eyebrows, roll back and down, relax your forehead, relax the jaw, relax the tongue, let the breath go. Let's do it a few more times. Okay, so that's one thing, I want you to carry on doing that. And now we're going to add another layer. We're also going to hum the B breath at the same time. And this vibration of the B breath helps the vagus nerve to get really lit up, sparked up and energised. And the vagus nerve is a very important nerve in the body, which helps us to rest and digest. So I'm going to breathe in, raise the shoulders, raise the eyebrows. And as we breathe out, we're going to hum. Mm-hmm. Roll the shoulders down as you hum. Mm-hmm. Relax the jaw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smile. Mm-hmm. And when you've breathed out as far as you can, when that hum comes to an end, breathe in again, roll the shoulders up and round and back and then hum as you come down. Mm-hmm. And keep that going. Nice rhythm. Breathing in, rolling the shoulders. Breathing out and humming. Mm -hmm. Do it at your pace, in your rhythm, whatever feels right for the length of breath that you have. Mm Mmm. Carry on doing that. Do two more, two breaths in, two hums out. And remember, as you're doing it, really flex the shoulders. If that crunches and clicks, if you feel a pain in the shoulders or in your neck, it's likely that you need to do this a little more often. So when you've done the second one of those and hummed it out, just come to stillness. You can close your eyes if it's safe to do that. And just notice how you feel. Notice what's changed. <sighs> well done. I hope you joined in. I'm feeling better for it, I have to say. I did one of my free spa events last night and uh, I'd also done my own yoga in the morning and then run a yoga class in the afternoon. And by the time I got to the spa in the evening, I was like, oh oh, my shoulders don't feel as painful. Oh, it's not crunching and clicking quite as much. And it was almost like, oh, this stuff works. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so, yeah, a little and often I think that's the key. If you get a chance to do like a two-hour yoga special, then that's brilliant or you take some time to do that yourself, that's brilliant. But actually, more likely to happen regularly on a daily basis is little and often. So just a few rolls of the shoulders, a few humming bee breaths, just those little moments, five minutes or even less, where you just go, "Mm, hang on a minute, what's going on? You roll my shoulders. And of course, one of my favourite things is when you roll your shoulders back, you imagine that you're shrugging off what you don't need, just getting rid of other people's criticism or the expectations that were unreasonable, just the tension of the day, you're just letting it go. Okay, let's come to our subject for today then, which is overworking. Now, I have some statistics for you. Let me just get the page where I've written those down. I had it ready and then got excited and shut my book. Right, so let's imagine that you are working a bit extra, but you know, tough times, challenges, pressure, expectations, it's all happening, then there's a crisis, there's lack of staff, there's all kinds of things, expected and unexpected. And so it's exceptional circumstances. You think, well, I've got to to push on, I've got to do these things. But let's imagine for a moment that you carry on working for an hour after your usual finish time. And then let's imagine you do another couple of hours in the evening a bit later on after you've eaten and chilled out a bit. You think, oh, just doing a couple of hours. And then maybe over the weekend you do four hours over the weekend. All together, bearing in mind that you may have a holiday, of a couple of weeks somewhere in in the year. Hopefully you do that. Otherwise this number's even bigger. It all adds up to 950 extra hours. And if you're sitting there thinking, well, I do more than three hours in the evening and four at the weekend, then do your own maths. Because I do think, I'm not a mad fan of numbers. I'm not very good at maths. But I think sometimes if you ignore the numbers and you don't actually realise just how much extra work you're putting in, You don't realise how much it's affecting you and how much work you're doing that you're not getting paid for. So that all adds up to nine hundred and fifty hours. And let's imagine that you were getting paid ten pounds an hour. I suspect you probably get paid more than that. But that would work out at nine thousand, nine and a half thousand pounds that you were missing out on. So you might want to get pen and paper, pause the podcast or do it afterwards. Just work out and be honest because you can kid yourself that, well, oh, just do half an hour here and there. Actually have a look, see how much and ask your nearest and dearest people. They probably notice just how much extra you do. And then work out at your per hour, if you were being paid per hour, how much money that would be. It's almost like a another job or at least another part-time job and the the fact that you're doing that and not getting paid for it is one thing but more so it's that it's chipping away at your well-being and you're not really noticing it so we need to think about how work is right now and um, with a lot of people working from home i'm seeing this more and more so that for instance if you've spent a little bit of time with your family or you've popped out to the post office or there was some kind of emergency, maybe the washing machine flooded or or you just decided, oh, flippin' I'm so stressed. I'm just going to sit in the garden for a bit. And then you overcompensate for those things. So you you work extra, but you work above and beyond the time that you've taken. Now, let's look at how life used to be. For most people there, before the pandemic, there was um, commuting time, whether you were driving on public transport or perhaps walking. And there's an element of walking, isn't there, in in any form of transport, really? There's the, you know, from the car park, even if you've driven. So there's a, there's all of that going on. Maybe you popped out for coffee, maybe you popped out to get some lunch, maybe you just had a walk. Um out to get out of the office for a little while maybe you went from workplace to workplace maybe there was a visit that you needed to do or the meeting was in a different place or whatever there was all of this moving about and doing things which weren't directly working there was the commute there's chats with your colleagues which is a really essential part of life as well as the connection for working life and the creative possibilities when we're connecting with other people And the relationships that we need so that somebody's got your back or they're going to be able to help you last minute to really push on with something because you've built up that friendship. All of these things are not wasting time. Obviously, if that's all you ever did, stand by the water cooler and um, chat nonsense to people all day, that's a bit of a problem. I suspect if you're listening to this podcast, which has burnout in the title, you're not much of a stander-arounder chatting. You're probably a doer and a fixer. So you're probably pushing on into all of this time that would have been time where your brain could take a little bit of a break just to talk and think about something else, to move, to get fresh air, to do all of those other things. So if you're working at home all of the time, or even just part of the time, I want you to have a really close look at what that actually means right now. I can't can't tell you how many dozens of people I'm talking to at the moment. Sometimes I have an event that has hundreds of people on it and the majority of them are talking about the hours that are above and beyond that they're working. Not just that, but they're still feeling guilty that they haven't got everything done. And there's no switch off time because maybe you've got stuff on your f- smartphone or you just open your laptop, check your emails. You're kind of switched on all the time. That doesn't even take into account when you're in the shower and you're thinking about work stuff or you're you know, doing something else entirely, cooking a meal in the evening, thinking about work stuff. So it's really important that you wake up to this. And it's what I talk about in my Burnout Buster book. That sometimes you can kid yourself and you don't really look at how much time you're spending and, you know, a a missed lunch here and a missed meeting there. You know, you were going to do something interesting or perhaps a friend says, oh, you know, shall we have lunch? And you're like, oh, it's a work day. I shouldn't really. You may well have done that back in the olden days and it's okay to do it it's good for you it's good for your brain it's good for your body it's good for your socializing it's good for your heart you know in terms of that connection with people that you enjoy spending time with when you have those interactions you get a burst of oxytocin which is a um, feel-good neurological release of a chemical in your body but also, when you get a release of oxytocin, you get nitric oxide, not nitrous oxide, which is laughing gas that 's a whole different thing, whole different giddiness you could have at lunchtime. Um, nitric oxide is released into the circulatory system and widens the blood vessels, so you have a healthier heart so oxytocin which comes through connection with love and Even a stranger, you know, if you helped a stranger and they said thank you and you get a a little fuzzy feeling of when you've helped and they've thanked you, you get a little fuzzy feeling, that's oxytocin. It can happen with pets. Pets also get oxytocin when you spend time with them. If you stroke a dog, you get a sense of oxytocin, but so do they. So that's all double win, double win. And when that happens, the nitric oxide gets released. That makes your circulatory system healthier you're less likely to get things like heart disease so it's no small issue to think about the nice things that you used to have in your ordinary days connection with other people a little moment walking outside now if you are working from home some or all of the time we have to really concentrate we have to on purpose do all of these lovely things like getting out doing something different And we also need to work on the attitude that we have to it, not feeling guilty for taking a bit of time out, realizing how important it is that you switch your brain off into some other mode for a little while. You'll come back. I mean, how many times has this happened? I'm sure you've experienced this where you're dealing with a knotty problem. You can't figure out what to do about it. And then you sleep on it. Or you go do something else and ping the answer comes into your mind. Even if that doesn't happen, just going away and coming back leaves you fresh and more effective and efficient when you, when you come back to what it was that you were doing. So don't underestimate those times. What are you going to... I'd like you to write this down. Either write it straight into your diary or write it on a piece of paper or a post-it. What are you going to do? What are the basics that you used to do before the pandemic or before whatever change in work style, maybe if you were doing a different job now, what are the old things that you used to enjoy that were maybe social, maybe about basic maintenance of the human body, like actually eating something during the day, um, how you stay hydrated, how you unwind at the end of the day. You know, a, a lot of people used to unwind on their commute, whether that was public transport or whilst driving. There was a sense of there being a gap between work and home and switching off properly. Please remember that on YouTube, I've got lots of um, switch off techniques. I've made a playlist of them, switch off techniques on Pamborough's People Booster on YouTube. You can do that late on in the day. You know, if you are at home when you're supposedly finishing work, do some of those switch off techniques and then You're going to feel like you've properly switched your brain off from the work stuff so your head's clear and you're feeling more relaxed so you can enjoy your evening. And that's really important because that's the recuperation time that you need in order to be healthy. So please be honest with yourself. How much extra work are you doing? How can you cut that down? You know, if you think about it, you're never going to be able to. It would be very unusual if you were able to do absolutely everything there was that needed to be done. That doesn't apply to work or to home. There's always going to be something else that needs to be done. So you decide where that cutoff point is. You're not going to get everything done. What are you going to focus on? So going back to the care model, for instance, my care model of well C-A-R-E, the R is for reality. What's the reality of how much time you've got in the day, how much time you're actually getting paid for? And this still applies even if you're self-employed, because if you work out what you charge your customers, and then you honestly work out how many hours it's taken to make that thing happen. So sometimes people are a bit Surprised at how much I might get paid for an hour's work with a customer, but what they're not counting is the work all the hours that it took to get to that point for to make that happen in preparation in research in um creating the content and all the all the different things and then follow up and meetings and rehearsals and you know all of that stuff so when you actually work out how much effort and time you're putting into what you're doing. Are you being paid fairly for that? Now, um, the answer isn't just to put your prices up because you're not meant to be working for that length of time. It's about pacing yourself, looking what's reasonable, what's healthy. And um, I did see on social media yesterday, somebody who's experimenting with working two days a week, making that quite intense, but only working those two days a week for where she does most of her, her stuff. Um she's self-employed so that's reasonably um a, a chunk easier to do than if you're employed but just i mean it shouldn't really be such a massive thing to only work the hours you're contracted to work surely that's not actually rocket science or rocket salad it's not really such an amazing weird thing and if you are somebody who has responsibility for other people Then stop sending emails outside of work hours, even if you're saying, I don't expect you to reply to this immediately because it's out of work hours. Don't even send it, because if you've got committed people in your workforce, they're at least going to read it and they're probably going to respond. So don't even send it. That's good role modelling as a manager and it's good for you as a person as well that you're not doing those things out of hours so stop thinking you're invincible please I know you're a superhero I know you are really marvelous I know how fabulous you are however even superheroes need to take a day off you know Superman wasn't Superman all of the time he turned into Clark Kent and was quite steady Eddie the rest of the time so don't put your cape on every day just find the time for you to get what you need recuperate And keep an eye on those numbers. Let me just go back to what I was talking about earlier. Nine and a half thousand pounds. And that's only if you're getting paid ten pounds an hour. That's work that is not paid for. Nine and a half thousand pounds worth of work not paid for. That's only one measure. What about the time that your loved ones are missing out on? What about when you are with your loved ones, but you're feeling crotchety or tired or you've made yourself ill? What are you saying no to by keep saying yes to work? What is it you're accidentally not getting in your life because you're cramming it with work? Now, why does this happen? Let's have a, just a quick look at that before we finish. It happens because work makes you feel good. And if you love what you do, it's tenfold. Helping people, succeeding at things it gives you a burst of serotonin serotonin is the um it's the neurochemical of success of achievement of yes it was worth it in those moments of overwhelm at work we can get addicted to that sense of achievement because we're trying to get to the point where there's an end point but guess what there's never an end point there's always more to do So decide what you're going to do each day and where the end point's going to be. What's reasonable? And then if you do a little extra, fine, but don't make that your norm. Work in reasonable hours at a reasonable pace. Eat, drink, rest, get outside, do what you need to do for what you need. There are too many people who are becoming physically and mentally ill and having emotional issues with the, the people they have relationships with because of overwork. You have more control over this than you think you do. Have a sit down, have a calculate and work out what needs to change. If this isn't particularly an issue for you because you're just working the hours that you're contracted for and it all feels really reasonable, I'm giving you a virtual gold star. Well done, you! well done you and please find me on some form of social media facebook twitter linkedin and mention this tag me tell me that you are getting this right because we all need role models to look up to to getting this right to remember to look after ourselves so let's finish off just with a bit more of that breathing breathing in for four Breathing out for six. Making the out breath longer than the in breath. It's the out breath that relaxes us. Just take a few more in for six. Sorry, in for four, out for six breaths. And allow yourself some peace. And I tell you something, if you haven't had a gold star so far, here's one for you. You get a gold star for having listened to this podcast. Hopefully you weren't busy working at the same time and only half listening. Hopefully you were properly listening and absorbing it and giving yourself a little space and time. And I challenge you, no, that's too harsh. I invite you to now spend a few minutes just doing something lovely whether that's just sitting and watching the trees blow out of the window or get a walk or have a stretch, go fetch yourself a drink, have a biscuit for goodness sake, but look after your very precious self and I'll see you next time.